Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is June 1st, 2020. <clears throat> and we have two primary intentions in this weekly meeting, which is to introduce the work of Triangles to people who are new to it and to encourage them, if they're interested, to form Triangles. And if you are interested in responsive to this idea of planetary service, you can place your name in the chat room and we'll uh, surely find two other people today who would be willing to form a triangle with you. And you can find out more information about the work on our website, triangles.org, where you can also find a bulletin board of people throughout the world who are interested in forming triangles and you can find triangles partners in that way also. And our second intention underlying this weekly work is to provide a platform for people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform planetary consciousness. We work with the etheric body of the planet, which is depicted here in this image. And you, all you need to do is find two other people, people who believe in the power of thought, either in your environment or reaching out here, or to coworkers. And then you have to agree to link up subjectively with those two people every day and visualize the planetary network of triangles. Um, throughout the world and visualize the energies of light and goodwill pouring out through that network, through thought. And you direct your thought in this work with the um, use of the great invocation, a world prayer. So it's really a simple activity and it's open to anyone. It's not related to any particular religion or spiritual path. And one of the primary functions of the Triangles Network is to dissipate the glamour and illusion in the planet and to so-called clear the air, the subjective atmosphere of the planet, so that we can all see events and situations more clearly. Because as we all know, there's much confusion in the world today in the work of Triangles because it links to the fifth kingdom, the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. It serves to bring in the light and therefore help to dissipate these planetary fogs and mists. So we encourage you to form triangles and to work in your triangles every day. As we do each week at this time, we work together with a brief visualization and that will be followed by a sounding of a mantra that you'll see on your screen. Um, some people are saying that they're, they can't see the um, PowerPoint. Is that true? I'm not sure. Okay, some people can see. All right. All right, thank you. So, all right, so let's just center ourselves. And we'll work to visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. 
Now visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is a triangle composed of the three primary planetary Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the inpouring energies and direct it into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Visualizing the bridge between hierarchy and humanity, we invoke the light. 
Radiance are we in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. After our meditation today, we'll have the pleasure of hearing from our longtime co-worker and friend, Belinda Baird, who worked for many years in the Triangle Center in New Zealand, actually with Steve Nation, who started that center. And she's a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom teachings. She's now working in the group for telepathic impression and as part of the Seed Group International. And so we look forward to hearing from Belinda a little bit later. We know that today we're working in the buildup to the final of the three spiritual festivals of the spiritual year, the high point, um, the Gemini full moon, which occurs on Friday around 3.10, I believe in the afternoon in New York. So this week, uh, these days are preparing for that culminating event when we're told that these world teacher, the Christ, distributes the blessing that he received from the Buddha at the time of Vaisak. So he's been undertaking a powerful period of purification in cooperation with the spiritual hierarchy of the planet and all of us who have been linking with this work in preparation for its distribution. We're told it's distributed by an overshadowing of a disciple, initiate along the second ray line in each of the countries of the world that those individuals link and are closely linked with the Christ. And then at the exact time of this festival, which we're told is a three day festival, the energies are poured out and distributed um, to all. It's known as the festival also of humanity, the, the human kingdom, the soul of humanity is the central focus here. And that soul we know is awakening. The lotuses are beginning to flower among the human kingdom. And so we have to work with the energies available, which are quite profound uh, at this time because coincidentally, not really, but coincidentally, on Wednesday, the 
first day of preparation. There's an exact alignment and inferior conjunction between Venus, which is the soul to the planet Earth. We have our soul, we have our light center, the hierarchy is the planetary soul, but there's also, we're told, a soul, another planet that stands as the soul to our planet, and that is the planet Venus. And auspiciously on Wednesday, so we're in the very big buildup to this period, there's going to be an exact inferior conjunction, a new moon phase, the ending of an old cycle and the beginning of a new seed is planted um, at this time when Venus stands closest to the Earth of her entire annual cycle. Uh, so it's, a, it's really an 18-month cycle, and this is the ending and beginning of a new phase. And it's particularly auspicious, landing as it does in preparation for the Gemini full moon, particularly because Gemini, as some of you surely know, um, is ruled esoterically by Venus. So Venus is very powerful in this sign. And so let's all hold this, these thoughts in mind, particularly on Wednesday. I believe it's at 1.34 p.m., the exact alignment between these, our two planets. And so it's, a, it's an added opportunity to work with the energies of, and forces of restoration, which the Tibetan tells us are alive at this time. And this is also called um, the Festival of Unification. And so in commemoration of that, and to support the unification of all peoples throughout the world, we are releasing, some of you have probably seen, uh, a new short video just uh, showing the universal application of the Great Invocation, our most powerful tool for planetary unification. So I thought we'd show it here to you. The Great Invocation is a prayer for all humanity. Its use brings about powerful changes, not only in ourselves, but in humanity as a whole. It contributes to the healing of the planet and the birth of a spiritual culture on Earth. We invite you to join the many thousands around the world who use the invocation each day, precipitating light, love, and power into human consciousness. Du point de lumière dans la pensée de Dieu. La Abba Abba Adesai Ayin. Az nochteye mehr dar galbe parvardegor. Ust lyubov stroitsa sertsa lidi. May the coming one return to earth. Kono yo no tsushin ni aru kamisama no ishi. El propósito, que los maestros conocen y sirven. Från det centrum som vi kallar mänskligheten. Si svolga el piano di amore e di luce. Inai zapechati duri zakateri mi prebiva zlo. Que a luz, o amor e o poder restabeleçam o plano na terra. So we have this brief video available in all of the primary languages of the Trust. So if you would like to help distribute it in preparation for World Invocation Day, um, 
You can find all of the links here. Michael's posted them in the languages available. So we encourage you to use your social media platform. You're reaching out to your friends and family to share the Great Invocation, which we'll find ready response. So let's now, oh, and we also have some social media cards, uh, which we'll also post in the chat that you can use um, to accompany the links to the video. You can post the, these cards and then we'll have the links to the video beneath. So let's now work together in our meditation. Lincoln thought as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the center of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, 
healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles see new triangles being formed everywhere. Visualize the energies of light, love, and goodwill circulating around the triangles network. 
Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we sound the words, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a lens through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And now we'll unmute. Uh, One second.
There we go. Linda, welcome. Okay. okay. Hi, Belinda. Hi. There are three key words in the title of today's presentation. Triangles, journey, synthesis, with the word journey being at the heart of the matter. It's a collective journey, one that we all share through the work we have in common within the field of service known simply as triangles. However, it is also for each and every one of us, very much an individual experience. One that is unique according to the place in which we stand, the culture and the landscape that color who and what we are, what we are expected to be or would like to be and become. The Tao reminds us that there are many ways to God as there are souls of beings and there is only one way. And we have to find that way as we weave in and out of each other's lives, building bridges of understanding and creating pathways through into the future. Every moment in time merges with the infinite. Through every footstep we place upon the path, we can sense the quivering of the ground through the soles of our feet and know what lies beneath. And through every eye that glimpses at the movement of the clouds, we can already see the vision and the light shining on the mountain tops. Today, we're going to pause and reflect and remember the journeys that you and I might have made together across the many lives we have shared the warm rug that lay in front of the fire in our hearth has been pulled out from under our feet. We remember who and what we are, what we have cherished, what we must leave behind, and what resources and provisions we do have that we can take with us into the future. Perhaps you were riding from the east towards the west as I rode up from the south coming towards you from out of your future, from a land that is already in what will be your tomorrow. We meet in the desert at the crossroads and make camp for the night. By the light of the fire, you share with me the tales your father told you of the heroes, and I sing for you the songs my mother taught me. We share the night watch, and when the morning light comes, you go, go your way and I mine. There have been many songs sung and stories told at different times and in different tongues of journeys and battlefields. An Anglo-Saxon, the wanderer who made a lone journey in a small boat called a caracole that spun around in a fierce ocean between Scandinavia and Britain, guided only by the stars. The Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh and his battle with Ainkedu, and in more recent times, the precipitous journey taken by Nicholas and Helena Rurik from Russia through the Altai Mountains, across the Gobi Desert, into China, Mongolia, 
and eventually into India in their quest for the treasures of the universe. It is said by some that when we travel for the first time through an unknown landscape, we do so through the eyes of those who have gone before us, at least initially. However, it doesn't take long though for any real traveler to become filled with awe and wonder at the sheer beauty of the place, its differences to one's usual environment, yet its hauntingly warm familiarity of somewhere and something that is well known. When we're on a physical journey, this experience of soaking up the atmosphere and becoming a part of a place is always very special. It lead what leads one into new realms of consciousness, making major life changes or the beginning of a new cycle. As we are coming to the end of an age that we must farewell as we welcome in the new, I am taking you now into a landscape I walked through five years ago, searching as the Rurits did for the signs of Christ. Today, it is the full moon of Libra, and tonight we will see a blood moon here over the Gobi Desert in Outer Mongolia on the edge of the Altai Mountains. We've almost climbed to the summit of what the locals call the Magic Mountain. We're taking a break to turn around and admire the view. Here we are wedged safely between two of the rock faces we must traverse to go either up or down. It's one thing to climb to the top of a mountain, and it's another to think to altogether to climb back down safely, which can often be the more difficult of the two. We are looking down upon just some of the crossroads that span out from this place. There are no signs yet, nor features to identify which way we will need to travel down tomorrow. This morning, we walked together around the base of the range and saw the remains of a Stone Age burial ground. This reminded us of pictures of animals and the occasional person carved into the rocks across an extensive stretch of lower mountain range where we kept just a few nights ago the pathway of those from the Stone Age. There was still snow on the ground and ice. At midnight, stars the size of dinner plates filled the deep blue sky, reaching down to touch the earth. It was profoundly quiet. Here, it is completely silent too. At the base of our camping ground, there is a well, hence the name of the mountain, Magic. As we look across, we can see a tiny little point at the top of the next mountain. It's an eagle on the summit. It never moves, never looks down nor up, only across. This reminds us of the words of Alice Bailey that we have heard before. Keep your eye on the eagle, call down fire. Do not look at the ground, be centered in divinity. When we journey down the mountain and walk around a little, we come to a Buddhist shrine. I take a stone from my pocket 
that I brought with me from my homeland that came from the seashore of the village where I once lived. Paikakariki, the perch of the green parrot. It had been given to me on my wedding day and I wanted to leave it somewhere in the Gobi, somewhere special where I could say goodbye properly to the Triangle's co-workers who gave it to me and to the one I married and had left behind. It didn't seem to be quite enough on its own. It looked so small and gray. And so I found another stone, a white one, and etched onto it a simple triangle within a circle with a point in the middle. Look, you can see it in the picture. It's the second on the left. Miraculously, a gold scarf had blown towards me along the ground before I reached the shrine. So I picked it up and tied it to the edge along with all the others. Then I thought of my three special co-workers and all of us, as I said, the great invocation. The Lonely Planet message I received this morning on my phone before I wrote this down told me that reliving our best ever trips is good for the soul. And yes, 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 it is. With our thoughts focused now on today, our planet can indeed be called a lonely place as loved ones and multitudes pass away without dignity or a sense of what is sacred. Leaving behind his Arcadian days, Pan, a god of flocks and herds, has once more played his pipes on the mountaintops in caves and lonely places. He suddenly and unexpectedly reappeared and being half man and half goat, he's caused fear and terror like a stampeding herd. Pan, meaning all in the Greek, is associated with nature and the universe. And today his pipes can be heard right around the world. A note has been sounded. Some might say a clarion call, others an alarm bell to wake us up and look at ourselves truthfully the journey we are on where we want to be and need to be and what we must become we all have our part to play our individual instrument to tune and sound in harmony with that of the group note we have panned out right around the world finding ourselves exactly in the right place where we can be of greatest service to face the current crises of the coronavirus and the widespread call for all of us to be able to breathe freely together regardless of our color or creed. The Chinese character for crisis indicates danger at a point of juncture. This has brought us fear of just how much we must face and leave behind but also the courage and determination to create together a new future for the whole human family. The pandemic brought pandemonium as cars and people disappeared from the streets and went into bubbles, tucked away in isolated unity. This we were told is what will make all the difference. We already know what it means to work in isolated unity on the mental plane. We're in silence and stillness, 
we link with each other to open the inner eye and let in the light. Just as the pan pipes must have at least three tubes, we must consider and hold in mind at, le at least three words and their right relationship one to the other. Light, love, power. And also, world, health, organization. It is only when we cross borders and boundaries, break down walls that divide, and learn how to work purposefully towards effective globalization and internationalism that we will succeed and pass through these current crises. It's through our circle of light and network of triangles that we construct the real great defending wall. We refocus and reorient the vision we share from the mountaintop in its of the world in its entirety. We are told to think in terms of unusual combinations of factors so we can link with sources of divine supply to ensure a direct inflow of this essential energy into our field of service. DK spoke of the art of refacing and recovering that which is lost and how to find and develop this will be different for each one of us according to our location on the planet and the perspective from which we work both scientifically and creatively. Remember, the signs will be given to us at the crossroads as to the direction we must take. Recognize the one that is right for us. Listen quietly. Develop an inner sense of what is happening away from the clamor and the confusion of the battleground of our senses. Sound a note of clarity and find where and with what it resonates. We must travel lightly. What can we contribute and release for the benefit of the whole rather than just for ourselves? It need not be a matter of giving up and doing without, but simply making space free within ourselves for the light to pour through and be distributed releasing that which belongs to an old era and is outdated and revealing that which was tucked away for a future moment that has now arrived. In the past, the latter has been covered over with veils or blinds which may have hidden or protected a mystery until the time was right for its revelation. That time is now. We have been told that it's easy to lift the curtain of the future and unveil the mother of the world. The great seal of the USA always offers a wealth of clues as to what course of action should or could be taken, as do other symbols and mottos. In its right claw, the eagle holds 13 arrows, the symbol of war, and in the left claw, a laurel leaf with 13 leaves, the symbol of peace and of the victor. It is to the left that the eagle is facing. 13 is, of course, the number of rebirth and transformation. 
the 13 stars fought in the Star of David and Solomon's seal, one of the keys to the mystery. There is the Christ and the 12 disciples and King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table, 13 in all. Here we have a poster that many of you will be with familiar with. Goodwill is love and action. This was designed and first printed in the 1970s in New Zealand by the Triangle Centre at Paikakariki. There are four sets of three triangular petals of the lotus making 12 in all. And with the central point, we have 13, the number of synthesis. The keys to the next journey have been given. Thank you, Belinda, for sharing that journey with us. I know that you have always been someone who really has been gifted with many journeys in your life. And you, like you said in your talk, you think so much is to be gained through journeying. So now we come to the point of our work together when we have a few minutes and we can open it up to the floor to people who um, might want to share some thoughts or questions that they might have of Belinda. And we've posted her talk here for those who might want to read it again. Um, Belinda, do you? I, I can't actually open the whole chat. I can just see one at a time coming up. Oh, okay. I've got to, a whole lot of information about the Zoom chat that comes on. Uh, it's basically just comments here. Many people are giving thanks uh, to you. I don't know if you can see those. I can't see any. It doesn't indicate any chats now on my screen. Oh, okay. Well, if, if Which something... is a bit unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> so perhaps you can talk me through those. I don't know why that would have happened. Okay. Yeah, well, I was wondering if you have any thoughts um, that you'd like to share from us, from your part of the world, your perspective is so different, uh, the way things have been handled. Some people have said your president is the, um, the one who's handled this whole situation the best. And, you know, we don't want to get into a big dialogue about that, but just, um, it must be wonderful to be in a country that's handled things so well. <laughs> you must feel proud of your country. Well, yes, thank you. Yes, of course I am. And I'm immensely relieved to be li living and very, a sense of being very privileged at having been here. I'd just like to talk about, go back to something I said in the talk about being grounded in a particular place. Yeah. And the land in, in New Zealand particularly speaks to you in um, respect of this, because here in New Zealand, we actually have a special word for um, standing in the place where on which you stand. It's called Turanga Waiwai. And there's been this most amazing collection of events that have happened in New Zealand to have made our Prime Minister, if you like, the right person to be here in that at the right time. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that this crisis is a third of three that she's had to deal with. She uh, has had, first of all, the Christchurch earthquake. Then she had the um, attack on the Muslims in the mosque in Christchurch again. And now she has the coronavirus. Yeah. She's also a very young person. She's only just in her early 40s. She's a young mother. And she is trained in communications. And another thing that all people in New Zealand have is their mountain. 
and the mountain where she was born near is called Te Aroha, and Te Aroha means love. And so we've got the right person for the right time. Yeah. And it's a very spiritual land. You can feel the spirit. If you connect with the spirit in the, of the earth and of the land, you're very conscious of how one needs to work from this place. And of course, we're one of the first places in the world to get the daytime. So it is a very creative place and a place where there are a lot of new initiatives coming from. That's great. That's great. Um, let's see, there's a few comments, many comments of thanks. Um, and then Santana and Matthew say, thank you so much, Belinda, for your beautiful story and wise insights. You give hope and inspiration for the future and work to do, especially standing at the crossroads, listening and sensing your direction. Um, let's see. Jessica writes, the phrase, you were made for a time like this, is an expression that has come to me many, many times over the past several days. Do you feel that we're coming into a time of knowing about how we mesh with our time and place? I think we've always been in a, at a time when we're able to mesh with our place. It depends on how we work. And I think to a point that I'd actually like to make about the work that we do in triangles and what is offered is that the work is literally magical. And we're trained to be white, is it, white magicians. And if we focus on that ability within ourselves to be magical and to become magical, we can change the environment that we're in, whichever type of environment we're actually talking about. And the power that comes through in this work that is done every, um, for me, Tuesday morning, early, um, you can really feel us all meshing together. Yes. Um, yeah, so someone's ready. Oh, and, uh -huh. sorry. I was just going to say one comment has come up from Fee Day, who also works in New Zealand and who lives in New Zealand. And she's also mentioned that about Tarango YY. Yes. Thank you for that, Fee. Yes, someone, know you someone had asked about that word. So. And she's, she's put the spelling of the word on the screen. Uh, yeah. And somebody put a message in French that I just missed then. It just one message comes up at a time. That was nice. I should mention I, one of the groups I belong to is the Alliance Francaise, and I learn French, relearning French, I should say. Great. Right. Well, Linda, I think we'll just say thank you again from the group. Everyone extends their, their thank you to you. Uh, someone writes, oh, Faye Day writes, Aroha, the presence, Aro, and breath, Ha, of the divine. It's a beautiful phrase. So let's just um, extend our group blessing and gratitude to you, Belinda, and to our work together in triangles. So take a moment of silence.
Thank you, everyone. And we'll work together again next time.